MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. What do you want from your sports book? Great odds, personalized promotions, about a faster app with easier withdrawals and complete security. Sounds like you just don't want to bet. You want to live your bet life. And when you bet with points, bet you get great odds and bigger payouts. All on a fast and reliable sports book. And if you're looking to bet big, points bet diamond clubs and invite-only premier betting experience, visit pointsbet.com to request access and start earning diamond club benefits like personalized promotions, exclusive access to tickets and events. Live your bet life at points bet. Must be 21. Paul Stone time. Paul Stone Sports. Listen to his podcast as well. Follow him on Twitter. Time to talk uh, championship week here in college football. Before we do that, a nice call on what you gave out in August. Utah to win the Pac-12 at a good price. Western Kentucky to win Conference USA. They're playing for the championship tomorrow. And Texas San Antonio over the win total, which was an easy winner. Nice job. Yeah, yeah, it's been, you know, I hadn't had uh, my best year on VSIN to to this point, but uh, hopefully some people were listening in the preseason, you know, that that Utah team, they really, you know, were kind of left for dead, so to speak, early in the year. And, of course, their quarterback, Charlie Brewer, leaves, but they've really uh, righted the ship, so to speak, and they're they're one victory away from winning the Pac-12 championship when they face Oregon this weekend. And then, uh, you know, Western Kentucky and UTSA, they've been kind of the, the class of Conference USA this year, so those those worked out nicely for us. All right, Paul, so now that the regular season is over with, 
And for those who don't know, you do you don't live in the state of Nevada. Like you fly in, like literally, you fly in every single weekend to bet college football openers. And a question about betting bowl games and your philosophy now, because it's gotten a little you know trickier over the years with so many uh, people opting out. Just to give people an example and maybe some advice here, how, uh, during the regular season, how much do you bet early with the openers on Sunday compared to the rest of the week? And how does that change? Because we're going to get the bowl matchups on Sunday. How does that change? Because you need more information now with all this stuff and how bowl games have changed. Yeah, I mean, you know, during the regular season, I'm typically uh, I'm going to be pretty aggressive uh, betting those openers. I'll take over 20 tickets many weekends, probably most weekends, between my side and total plays. And when you get to these bowl games, you know, you, you kind of hit it on the, the nail on the head. You know, you have to I'm, – I'm still going to take some spots. I'll still get some tickets out there on Sunday. But you, you have to be more conservative. Uh, you know, it's a, a situation. There's just, you know, the unknowns, you know, uh, in, in the handicapping equation, you know, generated by the – so-called opt-outs, you know, players who elect uh, not to play to prepare, you know, for the NFL draft or whatever uh, other reasons. So, uh, you know, that's difficult to account for. But I'll say this. While you can't know in advance exactly which players may opt out, you might have a pretty good idea on some, but you can at least have somewhat of a general idea, you know, based on the trajectory of the school season. I mean, first of all, you have to know which players are draft eligible on teams, uh, a team like Alabama, for instance, if they get beat by Georgia uh, on Saturday and don't qualify for the four-team playoff, I don't. You know, they lost a lot of players last year, but they're still going to have a lot of players draft eligible. How, how excited are they going to be about the bowl game that they're assigned to? First of all, and how many players will not be on board when they take the field for that bowl game? So, a team like Alabama, you know, do these teams have anything to play for? You know, conversely, there's going to be some teams that are excited just to be in a bowl game period or excited to be in this particular year's bowl game. So those teams, uh, you know, might project not to have any opt-outs or maybe very, very few, if any. So you just try to get a feel for which teams are going to be invested, which teams are not going to be excited and do the best you can to project. But I'll definitely be less aggressive and take more conservative approach uh, this Sunday when those bowl numbers start rolling out. All right, good advice. Let's start uh, with the games that you like this weekend and Friday night between Western Kentucky and Texas San Antonio fireworks the first time they played. Are you expecting uh, a similar like outcome this weekend? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, taking totals, I'm going to go over in this game the current total of 73. And generally in college football, when totals are in the 70s, you're playing, you're paying some inflation when you bet the over because the line maker knows that you expect these teams to to play uh, to score a lot of points, rather. So they're going to, you know, boost it up two or three points. But looking at these two teams, they played back on uh, October 9th in Bowling Green. That game featured 98 points. Uh, UTSA won 52 to 46. It had 165 plays. Ooh. 99 of those plays were passes. 1,234 yards uh, total between the two teams. And despite combining for almost 100 points, there were no defensive or special teams touchdowns. Uh, both the teams in that game averaged around 7.5 points uh, or yards per play, rather. You know, the Hilltoppers and Roadrunners this weekend on Friday, tomorrow, are they going to combine again for 98 points? You know, probably not, but they don't have to. You know, they can score three touchdowns less, and we still get the money here. Again, just in summation, both these teams play fast. Important to note, the game will be played indoors. 
And another point, Western uh, Kentucky's offense, you know, they've got a first-year offensive coordinator in Zach Kitley who came over from Houston Baptist Mm -hmm. along with their quarterback, uh, Bailey Zappi, and some others. They've now got five extra games under their belt since that last meeting of executing this offense. Total was 71.5 at close last time. It's only 73 this week. That's a high total, but I like these teams to go over 73 tomorrow night. All right. Does this Georgia defense continue to be one of the most dominant units we've ever seen, allowing 6.9 points per game against Alabama? They're not going to be able to run it against Georgia, you wouldn't think, so they're going to have to spread them out. Do you think Georgia covers this game, and then what do you make of the total? Right. I'm going to give a uh, recommendation on both the side and the total uh, in this game. And first of all, kind of looking at the side first, uh, you know, unlike most of Nick Saban's recent teams, you know, this year's Alabama team is comprised kind of of mere mortals, I like to say. You know, I saw a tweet earlier this week. I can't remember who put it out, but the Crimson Tide during the six-season stretch from 2015 through 2020 they had a total of three SEC regular season games that they won by only seven points or fewer. They lost a few games, which are not you know accounted for, but of all their victories, only three during that six-season stretch were by seven points or fewer. This season alone, they had four of those victories, four victories over SEC opponents by seven points or fewer. Those wins over Auburn, Arkansas, LSU, and Florida – None of those teams finished the season with a winning record in conference play. Uh, and, of course, that doesn't wow. include the Tide's midseason loss at Texas A&M. And that was the, the, the Aggies, their victory over Alabama. That was their only win this season over a Power 5 team uh, that ultimately finished the regular season with a winning record. Uh, so while Alabama, they've been kind of of this world during 2021. You know, Georgia, in my mind, has been pretty much out of this world for the most part. Uh, after uh, they beat Clemson 10-3 to there in Charlotte in the season opener, they've defeated their last 11 opponents all by 17 or more uh, points. Uh, the Tide coming in, I think they've been favored. I think this is right in 92 straight games yep. in uh, Saturday's game. But this is a Tide team. They're hurting. Uh, they expended tons of physical and emotional energy uh, last week in rallying to defeat Auburn. And it just feels like it's Georgia's time. I don't think, you know, it's tough going against Alabama when they're the underdog, but I just think Georgia's going to win this football game, lay the six-and-a-half, take Georgia Saturday over Alabama. And then I'll go into the total here. Uh, I'm going to recommend the under 50. None of Georgia's uh, previous 12 opponents have scored more than 17 points this year. Eight of those teams have only scored in single digits. Uh, Alabama's certainly, I think, probably the sternest test for the Georgia defense to this point, although Tennessee might – have something to say about that. But regardless, this this Alabama offense, it's not quite to the same standard as recent Crimson Tide offenses. They don't have a Najee Harris. Uh, in fact, you know, their 1,000-yard rusher, Brian Robinson, uh, he pulled a muscle late last week against Auburn. His availability is questionable at best. Uh, it was already a running back room that was decimated by injuries. The guy who's the healthiest and their best option, Trey Sanders, Against Auburn, he really, uh, you know, he he didn't look that physical. Uh, Not a whole lot of yards after contact. He's only gained 221 yards all season. Jamison Williams and John Meachie III, both top flight uh, receivers, both 1,000-yard guys. But they're not Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell. And the offensive line, 
man, this just doesn't really look like an Alabama offensive line. I think Georgia's going to be pretty tough on them. If Alabama scores 21 or fewer points, uh, we're in pretty good shape, I think, here with the total. Georgia only averages 128 plays a game, so the game could be a little bit short, so to speak. I think this game's going to go under the total of 50 uh, Saturday there in the SEC title game. Excellent stuff. Follow him on Twitter, at Paul Stone Sports. That's also the name of his podcast, which you can get wherever you find your podcasts. Paul, as always, great talking to you. Good luck this weekend. Same to you guys. Appreciate you having me on, as always. Yep. All right. Be Thank good. you, sir. Yep. And we were going to mention that tweet and what Paul just said. It's Brad Edwards. Yep. Why Alabama fans are bothered by the close wins. 2015, SEC regular season wins by seven points or fewer. One, 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 zero, zero, zero. This year, four. Sure. Yep. And I agree with Chris Felica. They lose, you can forget about it. I don't care if it's close. Uh, I hope you're right. And the other thing, I saw your buddy, uh, Pat, from Minnesota. This is excellent. Georgia and Alabama common opponents. Florida, Tennessee, Arkansas, Auburn. Alabama beat Florida by two. They beat Tennessee 52-24. They struggle with Arkansas one by seven at home. And the Auburn debacle, four overtime, should have lost. Georgia beat Florida 34-7, beat Tennessee 41-17, beat Arkansas 37-rip, and beat Auburn 34-10 with Knicks. Yeah. Yep. So that's not the be-all, end-all. But that is uh, that is knockout information. No, that's that's very good. Yeah, right. let's follow the money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The email is ftm at vsin.com. Up next, NFL props for the weekend. He's done this in seven consecutive games. The record is eleven. Can he break that record and get to twelve? Odds on that coming up next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Points bets giving you a $10 free live bet to use during Sunday night football every week for the rest of the regular season. Place your bet this week. During the Broncos and Chiefs and getting on the action, must be 21. Terms and conditions apply. Good promotion. And the, uh, the other thing, too, uh, we'll do more of this tomorrow. I saw the tweet you also had. San Francisco's lost nine of the last ten in Seattle. Oh, yeah. Seattle has uh, owned them up there. My God. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow's show is also going to be very good. We have uh, Gino Toretta on, former Heisman Trophy winner. Maybe we can get some uh, intel from him. Which way he's leaning, but more importantly, which way like the whole, you know, slew of voters could be looking at the uh, the trophy this year. Like, what would it take for a defensive player to win it in twenty twenty one? You know, uh, player props for this weekend in the NFL will the Pittsburgh Steelers allow forty plus points in Week thirteen? You can find this at various books offshore, some other um, legal sports books as well. Pittsburgh has allowed 40-plus points in back-to-back games for the first time since 1989. My God. I'd say yeah. I would need a little bit more than plus 325. Sure. But... Well, yeah, it's the Ravens. Yeah. yeah. See how bad Lamar's played mm-hmm. uh, the last couple games. Over the last three. I know he missed the middle game there. But also, uh been some physical, spirited practices here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Claypool comments as well. But uh, uh, Tom was in a nasty mood. So... I don't know who to pick in that game. That's tough. But it's, it has been ugly the last two weeks. Yes, no it doubt. is. No doubt. Uh, do you think Baker – here, you can actually bet on this. 
Well, uh, will Baker Mayfield sign a new contract with the Browns before the 2022 season? How do you give him 30, 35 million? How? I know he's been banged up, but it's boy, no one's he's no one's safe. Everyone's going after him now. It's Hunt's dad. That's right. Shots at him too. Who's it going to be? Uh, you know, during it's, the bye week. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would say this, and it always drives me nuts. You know, just because he was the number one overall pick in the draft doesn't mean you have to break the bank and give him $40 million. And it also means that Baker Mayfield should not get offended or want to go somewhere else if the offer is not $40 million per year. Like, what's wrong, honestly? What's wrong with the Browns offering 10 to $12 million a year and Mayfield saying, yeah, I'll sign that contract? I mean, you can't do that because you're going to piss people off. You can't give them that much money. Oh, there's no way you can give them the max. There's no chance. You're a run first team anyways. Right. Go get a Mariota or something. You could do that too. I mean, why why would you not want to? This guy's been terrible. You want to be, you see what happens to teams all the time when they give the quarterback, you know, that max contract and not, what did Mahomes get? 50 million a year? It's also, uh, sorry, it's also on the organization. Keenum should have been in there. Because totally the guy's agree. playing through so many injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is good. Will Matthew Stafford throw a pick six in week 13? The yes <laughs> is four to one. Three straight games for him. Yeah, I remember when Schaub did it. Oh, so do I. Sam four in a row. Yeah. Oh, God. So can he do it one more time? Yeah. Although they're taking on Jacksonville. This is what you signed up for. That's right. You're going to get some savior. good, but you're going to get a lot of the same that he had in Detroit. Uh, tonight, some player props. Taysom Hill. Passing yards, 225 and a half. Shop around. You can find probably a little bit better the number than that if you want to go over. Um, or if you want to go under, that probably would be a good one to look at. Taysom Hill's rushing yards again opened 32 and a half at DraftKings yesterday, as high as 39 and a half for Taysom Hill. And again, he's averaged, I think, well, going back to last year in his four starts, then he averaged 53 yards on the ground per game. Will Joe Mixon score two or more touchdowns in week 13, as low as two to one? He has scored two or more touchdowns in four consecutive weeks. Wow. I was not aware of that. Wow. And, and in eight straight games. Mercy. I have him in fantasy. I did not realize he scored multiple touchdowns in four straight weeks. I knew he's been yeah. awesome, but. Here's one I like, and you got to lay the wood. Will Taylor score? He's minus 220 on the yes. Oh, he I... scored a touchdown in nine straight games. Number one, I think they bury Houston. Number two, he's not going to score. He had two touchdowns in the first meeting. It was 31-3. to three. He's not going to score a touchdown? Come on. I hope so. I have him in various fantasy leagues as well. That's a little high. Though. What has I mean, to happen? He's got to get hurt? Not that, that's, I hate even saying yeah, that. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you look at Bet Rivers anytime touchdown. I've never seen one. I, have, I don't recall a number that high. You know, he was very close to extending that uh, mark that he set with LaDainian Tomlinson. He almost did the nine consecutive games with more than 100 combo yards and a touchdown because it almost got there late for him, mm-hmm. but he came up a little bit shy. How about this? Austin Eckler season total touchdowns, um, 20 and a half. He currently has 14. I bet him this week. I took a flyer. You can find Austin Eckler right now to win the Offensive Player of the Year at 100 to 1. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's tough competition, obviously. He's going to have Jonathan Taylor. He's going to have Cooper Cup and some quarterbacks. But if he gets to, you know, 21, 22 touchdowns, why not? 100 to 1, I thought was maybe worth a little bit of a flyer. Uh, this, to go back to the tease, Trey Hendrickson. His total number of sacks on the year, well, he currently has 10.5. His season-long prop is 14.5, but here's the deal. He has a full sack in seven straight games. The record was Chris Jones back in 2018. I remember that run. It was 11 
Will he actually set the all-time record by getting a full sack in 12 straight games? The yes is 10-1. to Saints could probably use him. This is a guy that, because of the cap issues, no, they couldn't bring him back, and he signed this. And it was a great signing by the, by the Bengals, working out quite well. Big move on Taylor, coach of the year. Here he's 4-1. to one. You have the obviously the Belichick stuff, but uh, can, I, can I run a number by you on that right now? Guy, yeah, if this guy wins a division, I mean, he's going to get a lot of support. Give, give me the coaches right now who you like top three or top four coaches. It'd be Belichick, Kingsbury, Kingsbury. Uh, t- well, I don't know how what you want to do with Lafleur. Um, Never lost back to back games. That's quite yeah. impressive. Yeah, but you, you thought they'd be good. I mean, I, I still can't believe the price a dollar fifty going in to win the division. But in any event, who? The Bengals' win total was six and a half. Right, right, right. I mean, tough yeah. schedule coming up. Yeah, but I if he say, wins 11 games, I yeah. mean, he's going to be right there with Belichick. Well, I, I would say this. If the Bengals win that division, yes. Zach Taylor could very easily win that award. Right. But if the Packers do overtake the, the Cardinals, and remember they have the tiebreaker for the one seed in the NFC, if they do that and the schedule opens up here for Green Bay down the stretch, you know, you can find Lafleur right here at Cirque. He's 15 to 1. At every other spot, he's like six to well, one. Okay, that's a good point about what happens in the NFC. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, but if Arizona gets the one seed, and they, I mean, their schedule is very easy. Number one, do you think? I still can't believe we're not a hundred percent that Murray's playing. I mean, they're off the bye. Yeah. But that Chicago, the Rams, Detroit, Indy, Dallas, and Seattle certainly doable there. They already rocked the Rams. They're also going for history Sunday. I was not aware of this. If they beat the Bears by double digits, that's seven straight road wins by double digits. That ties the record. No one's done eight. You're you know, kidding. Yeah. You know you know who's up next after that? They go to Detroit. So they're probably going to set the record. No Wait. one no one has won eight straight road games by double digits. Only two teams have won seven in a row on the road by double digits. If they beat the Bears by double digits, they tie the NFL record. Wow, and what's that number right now, eight? Yeah, and they also uh, have played a ton of unders on the road going back to last year. So right now the run's at six consecutive games. Yes. Jeez, man. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Okay, yeah, that really is. Oh, no, Mike, I'm, what, well, how many games? Do the Patriots win the division? Do the Bengals win the division? Uh, I, I would say LaFleur is down the list, though. I would I would rank them, I would rank them fourth. Fourth or so? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's but, got, you got Rodgers. I would say at that number, 15 to one, I think that might be worth a shot today. Also, I have seen this from you know media people. Like, eh, he could get dinged for how he handled the whole Rodgers thing. I hate to keep bringing that up, but that has been like a narrative about. And you don't, you never know who has a vote and how they're going to look at this kind of thing. By the way, that yeah. Cardinal schedule we just had that up. Like, there are some pretty good teams that they that they already beat. The, or... the Tennessee game on the road in Week One, sure, they totally demolished them. Yeah, the Rams game, like you brought up on the road. That was never a game. Oh, it's a good resume. Uh, the Browns game, that was the game without Kingsbury, right? Yes. Swept, okay. Swept the 49ers. Killed them. Yep, the 49ers game. They caught him at the right time, though. They, got, they ran into Trey Lance in one of them. Yeah, so it's yep. not like they're beating up on, like, no. Jacksonville's on the list. Okay, that's one cupcake. Other than that, mm-hmm. some pretty good teams. The Seahawks game. I couldn't cover eight and a half on a teaser with the Seahawks. <laughs> with Colt McCoy. Oh, dreadful. That's bad. All right, so you like to tailor to score a touchdown. Sure. Eckler needs seven more to go over 20 and a half. This dude has been on a mission lately, and I love how he's, like, pointing out all year long. This goes back to the preseason. I got you covered in fantasy. Don't worry. You want a lot of points Mm -hmm. this year? Take me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be your guy. Yeah. And he has uh, lived up to that for sure. 
All right, FTM at vcin.com is the email here, as always, FTM at vcin.com. We will get to win some, lose some. That's coming up in about 15 minutes. Also, Mike Palm, Thursdays with the Maestro. He's going to be in studio at the top of the hour. We have to ask him how he's going to hedge or what his philosophy or angle is here on potentially hedging his Cincinnati to make the playoff. He's got a nice bet at 14-1 to 1 on them. He'll run that bias and survivor talk with him at that point. And up next, Thursday night football betting preview with player props. Uh, if you want to get down in a prop tonight, he ran for 49, 44, 83, and 33 rushing yards in his four starts last year. So we'll go over his rushing prop for tonight's game coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting Network. First Bets wants you to get in all the uh, horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive 10 bucks instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Just visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Again, use the uh, bonus code Vegas1000. We had our buddy Adam Chernoff on. Tuesday, who's hitting right now like 67% on all NFL plays since week one. He gave us a good breakdown on why he likes the Cowboys this week. He bettered at five. It came down to four and a half. This was before the Taysom Hill news. He still likes them. Uh, but again, we get kind of that unknown tonight. I was kind of hoping that we would have Simeon because I think the, the Cowboys would spank him, specifically like in the first quarter of the first half. But we don't. We get Hill. And now so not only are we just uh, gambling on the game, you're also gambling on a guy whose status remains kind of like up in the air. Like, is he 100%? Maybe because he's playing, but what if he tweaks it? What if he gets banged up right away in the first quarter again? Yeah. Well, he's playing, but also what is he, what's he capable of uh, with the rust factor and also what can he do through the air? And again, you've had guys out all year, but this offense has been broken the whole season. 30th in yards, 29th in passing, 21st on third down. Ugly numbers. And a Sean Payton coach team has lost four in a row for the first time since 2015. So you, you're not going to have two offensive tackles. You're not going to have, I don't think Kamara's playing. Uh, you do get Ingram back. Yep. But I don't know what's realistic as far as, uh, can they get to 21 points? What can Hill do? Maybe do some gadget plays and stuff on the ground and trick plays. But I don't expect him to do much through the air. And I'm not concerned about all these coaches out for Dallas. And I, I agree with Adam. I think they get healthy here and get right. And we'll start to see more of the team that started 7-1 and one, yeah. as opposed to the team that's lost 3-4. or four. Uh, But the other thing, I think there's plenty of props here to look at, too, like Dak over rushing yards as Allen and Hurts have gone wild the last couple of games. And Dak has a low total of 9.5 at Bet Rivers. Lamb over, Schultz over, yards, and also longest reception. Yep. Okay, so I would definitely co-sign some of that stuff. In fact, with Dak... Um, you know, maybe with a touchdown prop over with him. Uh, the yard's pretty high in that 280 range, but consider this against the Saints in recent games. Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Josh Allen, three quarterbacks averaged averaged 326 yards and 3.3 touchdowns per game. That's just pure lunacy. And so Dak is going to have his full fleet of receivers back for the first time since week one. 
And you would expect, you know, great things going up against a bad secondary right now for the Saints. For Taysom Hill, you said maybe look to the under for the passing yards. Like, I think if you can find 225 and a half or so where it was, like, I think it still might be around that number. I would look to the under again because I don't think he's going to give you, it's going to be more of him scrambling around and that kind of a deal. But the, the Dallas pass defense has been superb lately. They've allowed 239 yards and 0.6 touchdowns over the past five games. And by the way, quarterbacks in that stretch, Mahomes, Cousins, Carr, and Matt Ryan. So they've done nothing against this defense, essentially. You get Lawrence back tonight, too. That's right. Lawrence is coming back. You can make a case for the Hill rushing yards over in a second. But but the other thing, you want to draw a line through what happened on Thanksgiving? That was ridiculous. I mean, I think it was more Hockley's crew. Well, yeah, I would agree. And you don't want to piss off Jerry Jones. Who runs this league? I mean, he was disgusted with what happened, and you can't if you're if you're Goodell and you're watching that, and it's the most watched game since 1990 regular season. You can't have that. No, you can't. You can't have 28 penalties and throw up ball. Yep. Jerry's right. So uh, 14 for 166 alone is what Dallas had. The other one too, and you'll get uh, you get the hill here in a second. Uh, but the props, Zeke under. What was Zeke? 49 and a half. Nine for 25. Nine for 32. 14 for 41, 10 for 51, 16 for 50, 17 for 69. Mm. They're also only uh, combined 18 carries, 46 and a half, sorry, combined 18 carries in his last two games as he's working through some, dealing with sure. some injuries. So I, now, I think he's going to go under. But you, you can't can, run against this. Well, the Eagles did. Other than that, it's hard to run against the same. You, you take away that Eagles performance, and nobody can run on this team. Before that Eagles game, they were allowing 73 and a half yards on the ground per game. So... 46 and a half, it's a low number, but I think the guy would be, we're going to see more Pollard tonight, right? And here's the deal with Tony Pollard. In six career games with at least 15 touches, he's averaged 111 yards and scored four times. How do they not see that he's better than Zeke right now? Yeah. Like, just, just pop in game film from this year or maybe going back to last year. He just, he pops off the screen. So, that's one angle there. Uh, the Hill stuff, by the way, again, to go over his yards... When he started last year in four games, he ran for 49, 44, 83, and 33. But here's the deal. Like, if you can find 36 and a half right now, I still think that's a fair number to go over. But once the number keeps creeping up and it goes to 39 and a half and into the 40s, I'd stay away. Because, it, again, DraftKings opened up 32 and a half yesterday. Okay. So you don't want to, mm. once the numbers, you know, move four, six, eight, ten 10 yards, <clears throat> you're missing the best of it. C.D. Lamb. Before the concussion, he posted at least 94 yards in three of his last four games with four touchdowns. And they were running him more out of the slot. And if he goes in the slot tonight, I think it's going to be a combination here tonight of C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup going against uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And the Saints defense has allowed at least 96 yards to a receiver in four of their last six games. They also allow 182 yards per game to receivers, which is the sixth most. And keep in mind, Marshawn Lattimore has given up more yards in his coverage than any other cornerback in the league. And he has allowed seven touchdowns in his last eight games. So it's setting up here beautifully for Dak, the wide Mm -hmm. receivers, to really just dance all over the secondary. And you got to get going here. I mean, come on. 
You've lost three or four. It's time to uh, wrap up this division and uh, start winning some games. I mean, uh, but that's that's the question. Is this the team that was seven and one, or the team that's lost three or four? Yeah. But this also starts a key stretch here. This is they play three in a row on the road, so it's not over because they still have two left against Washington. But a lot of divisional games coming up. And I would say this, by the way, Paul. Again. If Philly didn't blow that game against the Giants this weekend, oh, it's on. All of a sudden, we're talking about yeah. something that's very, you know, suddenly interesting in that in well, that division. Well, still, they they have to win tonight. And if they stub their toe tonight, and then they go to Washington coming up, we have a race. Mm-hmm. We do. Uh, you shop around for this because it's uh, you can get a good middle. It's all over the place with the. But I like longest touchdown under forty-one and a half yards too. Uh, but that is when we talk about that prop, we get tweets all over the place: 36, 37, 38. 43. So that's a, that's a prop that's all over the place, but the highest I'm seeing is 41 and a half. Would you look at Schultz to score a touchdown tonight? Yeah. Uh, and, any Well, I, I didn't see any time. I see first and last. Uh, I didn't write down any time for some reason. What was he? Where did I put him? Uh, first, he's plus. Ten, oh, okay. Okay. 10 and 12. Uh, plus two to one. 175 in that range. Okay. If you like to bet these markets, right, with the first touchdown scored, and I do, um, not having a great year betting it, but Schultz, uh, the notes on him, keep in mind, Knox scored two on Thanksgiving, yep. tight end, and the Cowboys, sorry, the Saints defense also allowed 60 or more yards to Kyle Pitts and Dallas Goddard in recent weeks. So tight ends here recently have been doing pretty well against the defense. So It's been ugly, no question. All the way around for the Saints during this losing streak. The Tennessee game was close. Uh, they got some. The whistle went against them. Some tough calls in that game. But uh, Atlanta had a big lead on them until Simeon went wild in the fourth quarter. The Thanksgiving game was ugly. Thirty-one to six. Ugly game was over early. Yeah. yeah. And the Eagles' performance completely misleading. They're getting blown out in that. I, game I would agree. Until uh, shenanigans started. In the uh, again, quarter. this is how bad it's been. And. So this was with Simeon. Again, we're going to get Taysom Hill tonight. Keep that in mind. But when you go back and look, the Saints haven't scored a single point in the first quarter since Halloween. Zero points in the first quarter. That's the day that Simeon was great in the second half, and they beat the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Also, here are their first half points in the last month. First half. Zero versus Atlanta. Again, they stormed, stormed back in that game to almost win it, but they didn't. Six versus Tennessee, seven versus Philly, and zero versus Buffalo. So zero points in a single first quarter all the way back to Halloween, and they've been shut out overall in the first half twice in the last four games. Meanwhile, Dallas, going back, they've averaged 17.3 points in the first half the last three games. One outlier, they got they had like 36 at halftime against Atlanta. They're 3-1 th- they're to one to make the playoffs. What do you think? They, uh, this, this, oh, their season's on the line tonight. If they win, they get to 6-6. Six and six. Jets at Tampa. Miami, Carolina, Atlanta. That's doable. They I'll, lose your five and seven, though. That's brought, that's too much to overcome. Yeah. This is their season on the line, though. Can they? Well, first of all, I, do you think a team gets in this year nine and eight? Yeah, absolutely. I think probably bo- in both oh, conferences, yeah. right? You tell me right now. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. Nine and eight will get you in the NFC. Mm-hmm. NFC? Yeah. Right now, the Vikings are in at five and six, right? Yeah. For the seventh seed? Nine and eight will definitely do it. Yeah. You don't think so? No, I definitely do. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think, will an 8-9 team get in? Oh, Wash, Wash, yeah, Washington with tiebreakers is the 7. Yeah, Washington, Minnesota, Atlanta, New Orleans are all 5-6. and six. Oh, That's the 7, Mike. All right, we'll run down last night's betting action. 
upsets, bad beats, line moves, and win some, lose some next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, Nigel had it. Southampton Leicester draw plus 240. Good slate in the prim yesterday. Burnley Wolverhampton, nil-nil. Plus 240. West Ham Brighton, draw plus 260. That was 1 1. What happened? Utah Valley, no. plus 650. Shocked BYU. Okay, so this is the same day yep. that I told you I made a bet and I like BYU. No, it wasn't a conference game, but to go over 10.5 wins in the West Coast, they go and blow that game. Great. Just avoid that in West Coast play, and I might be okay. Georgia Moneyline, plus 550. Surprise Memphis. Another by, by the stinker way, by hey, Memphis. Paul, Paul, watch Memphis play for 30 seconds this year. You're going to want to break things. What is it? It's just horrible basketball. They stink. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I was I was surprised at all the hype. Before, I should have got some issues with Penny. Okay. Magic Moneyline, plus 280, beat the Nuggets. Arizona State, Washington State, under 144, down to 139. Are you serious? 51-29 was the final score. 29 points. More on that coming up. Michigan State, Louisville over. 132 up to 137 and a half. 73-64. Cal Davis, plus one. Went off a three-point favorite. Beat Pacific by six. American, Stony Brook under. 141 down to 137. 80-57. to 57. Penn State under. 137 down to 133. 63-58. Celtic Sixers under. Ice cream. 210 down to 206 and a half. 88-87. Cavs from 8 down to 3. Don't need the points. Routed the Heat who didn't have Butler and Bam's out for a while. In that game, Duncan Robinson, no points, no rebounds, no assists, 0 of 7 from the floor. Mavs Pelicans over 213 up to 216 and a half. 139 to 107. Rockets Thunder over 214 up to 216 and a half. Houston won a first team in history? Yep. First team in history to win four consecutive games after a 15-game losing streak. Makes sense. By the way, it pays to listen throughout the day to Vison. I caught some of uh, the Edge yesterday in the afternoon with Von Tobel and Humans. They had yep. Aaron running on. Uh, two NBA. The guy's unbelievable in the NBA. He is. Two games he liked. Dallas over. What that go over by? You just had like 20 points. Yep. And he liked the Cavaliers. Now, by the time he said he liked the Cavaliers, it was down to three from eight. But they, it was never a game. They killed right. them. No Paul George. No Batum. Kings from seven and a half down to six, even on a back-to-back. Beat the Clippers. Hey, they routed them. That was misleading. Our Clippers did some damage in the fourth quarter when it was out of hand. Subscribe. Be part of the team. VEASAN.com. Our radio and podcast people. Eclectic mix as always. It's very good. Let's start with the dog jumping over the gate. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. The other two, you know, you know what's coming. Here, yep. And I'll go right back. Yep. <laughs> Look at that. Got it down. I need a running start on the second one. Good looking Boom. tree in the background. Very good. Here's the dog waiting for the little guy to come home. Look at the dog doing a little dance. Shaking the whole thing, right? Pale going, right? Because he knows the kid's getting out. He gets to greet him at the door. He's coming home. He's probably getting snacks, too. <laughs> Turns into the whole body. <laughs> All right. Look at that. He's coming, right? They're very good. That's great. Volume up. Crank it up. Dan, put it up. And Paulie does Vegas on Instagram. Penguin. Here comes the penguin. Likes to be tickled. <laughs> All right, here he comes. He get his way. Here you go. <laughs> he does a little dance, and he, he we got two sounds there. 
we got yeah we got there's a like do them do the sounds please oh that's very good that, that, that's our i think that's our, yeah that's good our first ever video yeah, very good uh this is serious here royale with cheese very good oh what a feeling now that's a hundred dollars a push that's a gangster now that's uh ultimate x 10 play dollar five dollar uh denomination good move here the correct move three to the royal that he holds he gets it 11 times on the left. That's $44,000. He gets the royal. Oh, God. God with the multiplier. Yeah, lights up like, yeah, a 44. That's a nice hand pay. Yep. Yeah, you tip on that one. More on that coming up. Bob Stoops does it again. He's living right. For just for one game, for coaching Oklahoma in the bowl game, they are giving him $340,000. Like, what, what, okay. number, what number would surprise you? Yeah. For one game. I don't know. I see what these guys get for putting one bowl game together. Right. 600000 Yeah. All right. How about the lose some? Put a, back to Arizona State. The the Arizona State was uh, 51 to 29. Third fewest points going back in 40 years in a Pac-12 game. <laughs> what what happened here? 18 to 17 in 1981? What the hell was that? Oh. Oregon State and Stanford. 1981. That's like 18 to 17. Yeah, it's like 1940s where they're playing with peach baskets. Yeah, I don't know. 81's only 40 years ago. 18 to 17. When was the shot clock? Look up the shot clock. Three what? minutes back then. Did I miss something? Uh, four corners. I don't know. Would you give this a try? Suncoast in the suburbs, Summerlin. That's the uh, Snickers cheesecake. Yeah, I give it a shot. I I think I'm gonna pass. No, hold that down. Okay. And one one lose some. Have you tried the Snickers ice cream bar yet? No. We've had $3 million jackpots in Las Vegas in the last week. All three people tipped a combined $40. TI, $1.089 million. Circa, $1.1 million. Main Street Station, $1 million. The last two were on Wheel of Fortune. TI was uh, the Buffalo game. But as uh, Scott writes from Vital Vegas, Vegas runs on karma. Vegas runs on tips. He writes, tip or stay home. It's not just about showing appreciation of frontline staffers. It's about ensuring your next big win. The $40 tip is weird from the one person. Mm. It's like there are there's certainly, when you get a big jackpot like that, I know there's a wait. So you might get a shift change. We can always uh, wait till they come back or pass it on. But they're going to give you, it's not their money. Not the casino's money because it's the IGT, whatever it is. It's... Uh, you're going to give you a big check, and you can just say, give me all cash, give me chips, give me half, whatever you want to do. Okay. But it, it's... Can, it, I, can I read it, this to you? It, it's, a, it's a good topic, though, about it is. what are they exactly doing. The, the girl wasn't bringing me drinks. I understand that. Sure. Let me run this by you. You can tweet the show as well. Add VSIN Live. Add Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. This is from Teddy. When someone hits a big jackpot, is it possible that with all of the excitement and paperwork... They forget to tip. Yes. I would say certainly it's possible. Or they don't know. Or they don't know. That's certainly. That's probably the biggest yes. one. Yeah. Right. But I just think you're feeling so good. A little million dollars. It's like make it rain, sprinkle the infield. Someone. Again, I'll bring this up one more time. The person who went here at Circa, it was three pushes in. Yeah. 20 bucks, three pushes in. So you're not <laughs> sitting there crazy. all day, you know, drinking and getting That's... to know the bartender or anything like that. Win some loose sub presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Log in each Thursday, get a 20% profit boost on college basketball. Learn more at betrivers.com. Great job, guys. Also, good email here from Jason. 
uh, about the SEC title game, points out another thing people are not talking about. Alabama has played two tough physical games the last two weeks, Arkansas and the Iron Bowl. Yes. Georgia has had Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech. Yeah. So basically, they spent three weeks getting healthy and ready for this game. Yeah. You know that Kirby wants this one, too? The the payback angle? Yeah. He's come up short, though, a couple times in this spot. So that's, yeah. I mean, how, how can you ever forget the national title game? And when he lost his mind and did that fake with Fields, that's right. When they had they were that up, was probably they, worse because were they up fourteen when he did that? Double yes, I, it didn't make any sense. I think that was actually worse because even though they were shutting out Alabama at halftime, that was with Jalen Hurts. And then when Saban said, "Screw this, we got to go to the backup," and when he put Tua in, I mean Tua was that was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. No hyperbole. That second half by Tua in overtime. They had no answer for the guy. He came out of nowhere, put him in the lineup, and the kid in a national title game is zinging the ball all over the yard. It was like he was great. How's he, he was, not started? It was awesome. Then yes, it was, right, exactly. It was, then it was the flip the next year. Didn't he? Didn't he replace Tua with Hertz? And they won the game. Isn't that what yes. he did? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it worked. So put, pushing all the right buttons. I think that's when Tua got to. Oh man, I know he was a four dollar favorite minimum to win the Heisman late that, yeah. that year. I think it got to like ten dollars, but he did, he didn't win because Murray came back and caught him. It's just brand name bias. They're just not that good. They're not. They, they, they had no business winning that game last week against a six-loss team with a backup quarterback. Oh, rivalry! Get out of here, rivalry, my ass. Yeah. It's he, not the same Alabama team we've watched over no. the last seven, eight years. No. And, and, and by the way, and the Paul, Brad Edwards tweet bears it out. You, right. Regular season wins by seven points or fewer. This year, four. 2020, zero. 2019, zero. 2018, zero. 2017, sixteen, and fifteen, one. Yep, and eventually. All of the losses on offense, that's going to catch up to you. Yeah, sure. Right? If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Thursdays with the Maestro, Mike Palm in studio coming up next. Um, a lot to get into with him, including how he plans on hedging his 14-1 to ticket on the Bearcats to make the playoff and $6 million on the line, Circa Survivor. It could pop any week. That's coming up. The Bet River Sport. The Bet River Sport. The Bet River Sport. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.